Welcome to this week's edition of the Sports Blog Podcast. It's the post-Labor Day edition, our NFL season preview uh, extravaganza. It's not, you know... Not nearly as long as our college football previews, and that's by design because college football has a lot more teams than the NFL. And uh, pleased to be joined by my good friend, as always, the co-host at uh, or co-host, well, co-host of this podcast, sports director at KORN Radio in Mitchell, South Dakota. It's Travis Crins, the voice of the Colonels. Travis, how we doing? Real good. It's nice and cool. The brain was terrible. I didn't leave my house. Yep. Uh, it's great today. We have the windows open. It's uh, fantastic. We got that Canadian uh, smoke again. That's not great. But other than that, nice. Supposed to get maybe 80, 85 the next couple days, which is not as warm as I want it. But mm-hmm. 53 last night. Supposed to be 46 tonight. It's outside of the smoke. Uh, everything else is. Fantastic, because it was 100 degrees this weekend, no good, but it just automatically, like a switch, boom. It was. Uh, we didn't get the rain that came through with this cold front. Now, I'm curious, when you know, in Mitchell, was the humidity high? Because I was told by the National Weather Service office in the Twin Cities that... Uh, well, they didn't tell me directly, but they had posted it on Twitter that, hey, you know, it's going to, you know, the humidity is not going to be quite as bad. And the humidity was bad where we were at, uh, up in uh, Dan Beck's wife's uh, neck of the woods in Fergus Falls at the at uh, the in-laws lake. But so I I don't really don't know if I can trust them anymore here after that stint. It was supposed to be just a, a fairly basic dry heat. Was the humidity high in your area as well? I don't think so. It wasn't. It was not the worst humidity. I've ever seen so not as bad as last week, but for sure or the week before. Yeah, they, I think they were right. It was it was hundred degrees. I think we on uh, Saturday the second we reached hundred and four. Oh my god! Ugh. I only set a record for that day. It was the fourth warmest day ever in the month of September for Mitchell. Gross, just gross. Yeah. There was it was the upper nineties. On Monday, and then all of a sudden, you know, low 50s. So, we like it. Maybe it'll be one more, you know, 90, 95 degree day. We'll see. But you know, once you get to the middle of September, once you get the next week, you know, it's not clear sailing, but pretty close. Well, we have plenty, uh, pleasant temperatures, uh, upper 60s, low to mid 70s, primarily for the next uh, 10 to 14 days. Here, at least from what I've seen, hopefully we get a few shots of rain here. That would be nice because we need it here badly. But, um, yeah, yeah. And you know what? Coupled with the heat last weekend, uh, didn't Mitchell lose like 38-6 to 6 or something to Sturgis? Yeah, it was a nice long flower drive to Sturgis. First play of the game is an onside kick, which Sturgis recovered. They uh, get a field goal out of it. And uh, a couple minutes into the second quarter, it's 24 nothing. Yeah, Mitchell football just not not good this year. It's gonna be a long year for you, huh? It might be a quick, yeah, long a long year or a quick year. Huh, a long year. Here. Yeah, it, it, it'll be short because there won't be any playoffs more than likely. Yeah, you feel like they got to win three games to get the playoffs, and and the other teams that were where you could maybe count on a win or at least a competitive game, they appear to be better. So they got Pierre. Number one pier, Friday, uh, pier, 
appears to be very good again. They were at 49 nothing on Brookings at halftime last week. Wow. Uh, Brookings appears to be terrible. They've been – they were like the number two team a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and last they were, you know, about a 500 team. So, Pierre appears to be the favorite again. Though they'll win it all likely. Does Mitchell get to play Brookings this year? Yes. Okay. So maybe two for that game. And then uh, in in two weeks, in three weeks, you got Sioux Falls Jefferson, a triple-A team. Oh, so. boy. Mm-hmm. Well, you're looking at an 0-5 start. It's, you know, they <clears> – <throat> it is, you know, quite possible they may not win a game this year. So we'll see. You just got to look for things that are better than the previous week. So you got to look at it that way. So that's the art of a true broadcaster there, and I know you will do just that. Uh, they may be winless like the Arizona Cardinals will be this year. Uh, one team that will not be winless is the Colorado Buffaloes, and we'll get to them in a moment because they were the story of the weekend in college football. Well, let's first talk about the Minnesota Twins. Uh, they did lose Wednesday 2-1 to to the to the Guardians. Would have liked to get a sweep there just to really put this division to bed, but for all intents and purposes, it is over. Uh, a huge 20-run output Monday. They took two of three down from... Uh, down in Texas, which was impressive. What, what going five and two against the Rangers this year? Um, you know, great that what they did. And you know what? I know we know who he is, but boy, is Royce Lewis fun to watch. Like every time he gets up to the plate, you think he could hit a home run. He's hit three grand slams in an eight-game span. Or after Monday, he did. Uh, it, he is the the only other player. Who was it? Was it uh, um, Mickey Mantle, Roger Maris, one of those guys? Right? Lou Gehrig. Lou Gehrig. Okay, never mind. I was way off of that. I saw it oh, and I, I remembered. I, fum- I fumbled it. I botched it. So that's a dollar in the fine jar for me. But he is one of only. He's the only other player to do this other than Royce Lewis. So, I mean, historic stuff. We are seeing uh, hopefully a star before our very eyes if he can stay healthy. But a very good week for the Twins after losing two out of three at home to said Guardians. I have no idea why they signed Carlos Correa. No idea why. For 17 home runs, 61 RBIs, and a batting average of 230 through uh, September 6th. We got the plantar fasciitis. He's been playing through that all year. Yeah, Royce Lewis. Again, he was hurting uh, on again, off again, hurting, hurting, injured. But then, if you don't have him, you've got your first round pick from last year. His name's Connor Lee from Cal Poly. He's in AAA already. He appears to be good. So it's nice to get a Carlos Correa. Hopefully, he gets better. He's going to be with us for a while. But you had Royce Lewis. You're like. If you're going to spend $200 million, you could have allocated that towards areas of need, such as the bullpen, but no. Or a center fielder, perhaps. I don't know. Probably not the position that your best player plays. So That would be one Byron Buxton. Um, or in this case, the, the best player now is Royce Lewis. True. So, true. But we don't want to. Oh, and then, and then Buxton comes back, plays a game in AAA, a game. And is out playing a game in the field for the first time in a year. Yeah, with knee tendonitis, whatever the hell it is, and he's out again. So, you know, like I said a few a while ago, at this point, like no more baseball for Buxton. 
goal should be get whatever surgery or rest you need to get ready for next late March. That yep. is what, seven months from now? Yep. Get that. We don't need you. We've done fine without you. Exactly. I mean, think how good they could be next year if Buxton is healthy and if Correa can figure out his back yes. and stuff. And you get one additional, um, you know, one or two additional arms in the bullpen. Think how good this team could be next year. I mean, it could be a special year. Now, it helps that their division is still going to be awful but by all intents and purposes. I mean, that's what the way it looks. But the Twins should be a legit squad next year if those few things come to fruition. Yeah, like there was a time early on in the year, I looked at the team like, this is the best Twins team I've ever seen. Yeah. And I, the, the problem is I just don't think they are ever going to address the bullpen seriously. So that's going to be the issue with putting a team like that together. Like, they addressed the starting pitching. They traded for Sonny Gray, and he's been excellent. They traded for Pablo Lopez, and he's been excellent. And they traded for Joe Ryan before he was even a major league pitcher, and they called him up soon after, and he's been good. And they traded for a couple other guys that didn't work out. Uh, Kenta Maeda has done well. Mm-hmm. They traded for their entire rotation, and it went and it went well. Mm-hmm. So do what you did there with the guys that only throw an inning or two. You figure out the guys that throw six or seven innings. You figure those guys out. Yep. Now we need the guys on the back half. We need to address that. So until they do that, I I can't take them seriously. That's very fair. Absolutely fair on that. Um, Braves take three out of four from the Dodgers in L.A. That was a big statement. The AL West race is just incredible. The Astros currently a game up on the Mariners, who blew a three-run lead against Cincinnati. Like That's going to be a game, I think, and they look back at the end of this season they're going to look at that. If they don't win the West, they're going to say, that was a game that we shouldn't have lost. Giving up that three-run lead, giving up three-run homer in the eighth. Can't have that happen. Uh, but the Rangers are still falling on hard times. We'll see what happens when uh, Nathan Valdi comes back. The Braves are red hot. Last night, he sucked. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. They, I mean, what, they lose 9 nothing. Didn't Al, uh, Jose Altuve hit three home runs in three innings or something like that? Four and four if you go back to Monday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the ninth inning. So yeah, three and three, four and four. Nathan Evaldi pitched last night. He went four and went an inning in the third. So that didn't maybe he should maybe have a rehab start or two. And uh, to have this great race, you also need to apparently have a great collapse. Yep. And the Rangers have just fallen off the map. So oh, they lost thirteen to seventeen. They're out of the playoffs as of now, they're a half game behind Toronto. Good. So. Good. Uh, um, that's, I don't. I, I mean, I, I like them to get the, the that, that final wild card because that's which ones are going to play. You know, it's going to be one of those teams. Mm-hmm. So they, they've done very well against Texas. They have. They have. Um, like I said, the Braves are red hot as, as always. One winning three out of four in. LA the Marlins are coming on strong here they've uh, they've been impressive here they swept the Nationals over the weekend they won the first game of their series with the Dodgers so that's encouraging for the Marlins to see if they can go up and what's going on in the NL Central because all of a sudden you know the Cubs they've won four in a row 
they're only a game and a half back of Milwaukee, who lost two or three to the to the Pirates. Uh, the Cubs really taking a stranglehold of the the wild card spot, at least the second one. Philadelphia's got that first one in the NL, and then it's a race for the rest. But you know, I mean, the Reds are falling on hard times. The Diamondbacks are in there. The Giants aren't doing that great. So it it appears to be that it is going to be a a fight between the Marlins, the Reds, and the Diamondbacks. I give the slight edge to the Marlins. But uh, certainly could be anyone. But uh, the the Cubs not only are in wild card position, but they're in position here to win the division as well. Look out for the Giants. <laughs> They've got the Rockies, Cleveland, and the Rockies. They're next. Seven of their next ten are against the Rockies. Well, that's good. But they've lost six in a row to this point. And then they finish the year seven of ten versus the Dodgers. So. Uh, you look at their run differential, the Padres are the only team with a positive run differential, and they're plus 68, but they are also eight games under. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to my Padres guy the other day, and they are 0-11 in extra innings. That's impressive. They are like 6-22 and in one-run games. So Not clutch. Look, I would say look for the Padres to... Maybe make the playoffs next year because they were extremely unlucky this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, eight games under five hundred plus sixty-eight run differential. Well, they have a sensational offense. They just didn't really like. There were games where it was non-existent, and their pitching really didn't uh, get up to snuff this year. A lot of things did not go their way. So the Padres might be a bounce-back candidate for next year. Oh, I'm picking them for sure next year. Picked them this and, year. Uh, they were. Uh, this was closer, but the Nationals are only three and a half games back of the Padres. Yes, that was like a game or two difference. The the uh, the Pirates are have the same record as the Mets. Mm-hmm. The Pirates are a game behind the Padres. And the uh, the race of the cellar. What do we got for? Oh, the the Royals had a walk off win on Tuesday. A walk off, uh, a balk off win. I should say a balk off. Uh, so they have a uh, one and a half game lead on the A's right now. Uh, we'll see what happens uh, there. But yeah, the, the Royals not terrible. I mean, they're bad, but they're, they're winning some games here. Um, Oakland only projected to lose you know one thirteen, one fourteen at this point. So we have a couple of hundred and ten loss. Oh yeah, and I mean the the Rockies are fifty one and eighty seven. So. By all means, look at the Cardinals, 60 and 78. Just warms my heart. Just warms my heart. By the way, the Yankees, 69 and 69. It is the first time since 1969 that they are 69 and 69. So a lot of 69s going on there. And uh, courtesy of the Dan Levitard show for that fun fact. Um, Yankees have this terrible year and still win 83 games. Yeah. I mean, they they went to Houston. What's wrong? How do we fix the Yankees? They went to Houston and swept the Astros. And they went to Houston and swept the Astros, and that's one of the reasons why I get that. Oh, if Houston makes it, watch out! I don't trust them this year. I can't take them seriously because they do stuff like this. You know, getting swept by the Yankees when the Yankees aren't really all that good this year. So I, I don't 
look at the Astros as a formidable opponent. And just when I think, oh, I'm a, I'm ready to hop on entirely with the Mariners, then they start to struggle, you know, against the the Mets and the the, the Reds. So I mean, what the he- I? It's baseball. Yeah, I'm pretty good to go to the World Series. The Astros. Yes. All right. I mean, I. I did initially at the beginning of the season. I probably should hold true to that, but I mean, it's tough to not to maybe pick the Orioles or hey, uh, Dave Schoenfeld on ESPN.com picked a Brewers Twins World Series because why the hell not? Who is this? I think it was uh, was it Schoenfeld? Schoenfeld. Yeah. Why stupid? No. Yeah. Who is David Schoenfeld? Just why not? Twins have good pitching. Got to win a game first though. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Not good. Like it's, 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 it's not difficult. Like the American League is not difficult. Like there's room to do something if you're the Twins. Mm-hmm. It so. is. It, I, I do feel like it. they treated Wednesday as almost a throwaway game. I mean, that's just kind of how I feel about it. You get only one run after you've had all this success and stuff. And I get, you know, there are games where you, you're – you know, the bats just aren't going, and, you know, Joe Ryan only gives up two runs. But when Joe Ryan gives up two runs, you probably should win that game. Like, just yeah. put the nail in the coffin for Cleveland. Don't give them even an ounce of encouragement, and keep that momentum going. I mean, they were, you know, there's still six games above 500, so this does not appear to be one of the worst division winners of all time. Um, you know, they will finish better than 82-80 and 80 in all likelihood, given the, the rest of their schedule. Here, uh, but it's still like, hey, just win these games. Just, just have that they, uh, killer mentality. I, I just saw the headline, didn't watch the video, but uh, Tom Verducci, one of my favorite writers, really sucks. Uh, some video I didn't watch. Something about how the, the Cleveland Guardians, when they picked up all these pitchers from the Angels, this was. It could be a potential game changer. I don't know if he meant for this season, next season, what the hell he meant. Didn't care, care enough to watch it. But if he meant for this season, he's an idiot. I did. Yeah. You, I mean, if he meant for next season, he's also stupid. So just, good, good for uh, Cleveland picking up. You know, they got uh, Lucas Giolito who got smashed last night. Another a couple nights ago. Another stat, courtesy of the Dan Levitard show that I heard. Uh, Lucas Giolito is only the second Major League Baseball pitcher to give up eight runs in an, in a game for three different teams in the same season. And why wouldn't you want him? Why wouldn't you want him? The, other, the only other pitcher who did that, and I can't remember the guy's name, but it was back in 1899. Yeah, I heard. I saw that. It was a long time ago. Rarely happens. And so, yeah, he's a good pitcher. We'll stay with Cleveland. And they got a couple relievers with Matt Moore and Ronaldo Lopez, so yeah, going into next year, that's, that's good for them. But again, making a difference for this year that that didn't happen. Obviously, it did not. It did not. Uh, do you have a pitcher or a hitter of the week at all? Mm, no, but I guess I'll give it to Jose Altuve for hitting four home runs in a row. That's. Well, that's, we could do uh, that. We could give him that for next week. I'll give that. Uh, that's impressive. Other than that, I don't have. Okay. That's and, fine. Uh, Spencer Strider, who probably might finish, probably runner-up to Blake Snell for Cy Young. Mm-hmm. 
He has a good chance to set a record for the best strikeout percentage for a starting pitcher in a season better than Randy Johnson, better than Pedro Martinez, better than anybody. So he's got a good chance to set that, that mark. Indeed he does. And I, how, how, how many games do you think Shohei Otani has missed this year? Um, I saw he didn't uh, play the other day. Uh, I'm going to say he's missed maybe four all year. Yeah, like three. I think it was two before the other night, so let's call it three. And how many games has he missed the last two years? 2021, 2022. 11. I think it's 12. So, yes. He plays every day. Like, if the Twins had him, there's no way he would pitch. There's no way he would play the day before he pitched. No way he would uh, play the day after he pitched. Mm-hmm. So, hopefully, whatever team gets him, hopefully they use him like the Angels have used him. And uh, what Judge got a $360 million deal. Mm-hmm. His numbers this year are pretty close to what Judge did last year. And everybody went nuts for Judge. But, he a great year. but he's got the inevitable Tommy John surgery ahead of him. He does, but he also got the, the potential to pitch. So, you know, 500 million is the number. Probably going to be at least four, 450. And I'd like to know, there's only a couple of teams that can pay that. Mm-hmm. So I want to see where he goes and what, what limitations do they have? Because he's unlikely to pitch next year. Um, you know, get Tommy John surgery, get that done, get back at it. We'll see how long that takes him to, to make that decision. Indeed, we will. Let's uh, let's go to college football here. Oh, one more, one more yeah, baseball. Yes, one more baseball. Yeah. Uh, the number one prospect in baseball is Jackson Holiday. He's the first round pick last summer of Baltimore. He is 19 years old. He turns 20 in December. He's already up to AAA. Wow. Called him up to AAA a couple of days ago. Then at the beginning of the week. So he should be up next year. Um, does it for a lot of power. He's got 27 doubles, 10 home runs. He's at 333, 23 stolen bases. But number one prospect, and he is going to spend a year in the minors, and he should be up early next year. So be, right. be in the lookout for him. All right. That we will. Jackson Holiday, Baltimore Orioles. Let's go to college football here. Um, Deion Sanders won the weekend. I mean, what what he did or what Colorado did to TCU uh, was rather impressive. I mean, we thought maybe you know TCU would certainly take a step back this year, but uh, they apparently decided to look at the national championship game tape uh, against Georgia in their sixty-five to seven loss and said, "Yeah, that's a good defensive strategy. Let's do that with Colorado." Uh, sh- what you know, Shadir Sanders, uh, Dion's son, throws for a school record five hundred ten yards, four touchdowns. Travis Hunter uh, played almost 130 snaps on both sides, you know, defense and um, and receiving when he had 11 catches, 119 yards, incredible stuff. And everyone's all about, oh, look at Dion, look at Dion this, Dion that. And it's impressive. It is very impressive. I don't know if it's sustainable, but certainly for them to go in and beat a ranked TCU squad, that uh, that deserves praise. And given how 
Jeff Sims and Nebraska looked against Minnesota last Thursday. I think Colorado uh, should beat Nebraska, uh, should beat Charlie's Huskers, and I wouldn't have said that two weeks ago. I think mean, I said they'd win six games last week. I think you did. I think you yep, and I uh, was not on, on board with that. Uh, but you, you may be right here. I... I thought about writing something. I haven't written something in a long time. And if it, I doubt I am, but if it is, it would be this. You know, all week long, and even in like some pregame shows, you would see. You know, they talk a lot about Colorado. How many wins? How many times are they going to win? How many wins are they going to have? Mm-hmm. A lot of those are like three, three and a half. Well, that was the the official number or not? Yes. Yep. The three and, and a half was the I think the Vegas line. And a lot of people well, that's eh, under. Under three, under three and a half. And they go and they play TCU. And probably not the game of the year, but probably in the conversation once we get to the end of the season, it'll mm-hmm. probably be in the top five. Mm-hmm. It's just entertainment, just extraordinary. And you know, TCU's got a pretty bad defense, and they played a great game against Michigan in the playoff, which was a... Very entertaining game. Yes. But you know, the TC was a 20, 21-point favorite. Mm-hmm. And they've got a completely new team, or at least a new offense, with a new quarterback, Quentin Johnson with the Chargers. Yep. they got completely different offense. And their offense will look good. And then Colorado, like again, another – somebody saw the headline, didn't care to watch it. Or Dan Levitard said, you know, Colorado last year was one of the worst teams he's ever seen. Not quite sure how many Colorado Buffalo games Dan Levitard watched last year in full. Well, they were bad. They, they're offensively. Well, you can, it was bad. Yeah, you just look at the stats. Yep. And, oh, yeah, they, they won one game. They were awful and everything. Okay. Um, and this is a completely new team. So this is not one win Colorado beating the national runner up. Um, that's not what this is. Right. Because you oh, you know, TCU, they made the national title game, and Colorado, one win, my God, they beat them. Well, these are two completely different teams. Yeah. Well, I mean, Colorado had eighty has 86 new players yes. like, uh, between transfers and, and scholarships or whatnot. You know, so, I, you know, and that's what the transfer portal is now these days. I don't like the transfer portal. I hate it for basketball. I, I don't like it for football. I think it needs to be regulated to some degree. But this is what college football is. And even uh, Texas State, I think I heard that they had, what, like 53, 56 new guys in, uh, new transfers, or, or, you know, between transfers and scholarship players or whatever. And they go up to Waco and beat Baylor 42-31. to 31. So... It's not. I mean, this is what college football can be. It's not, you know, the... the. You're still going to have the really good teams, but you are more prone, perhaps, to see more of these upsets. We, I know that Sanders, ha- and uh, talking about uh, Shadir or whatever, uh, his, the, the quarterback, I know that there was tape on him from FCS last year, but I don't know how many people were like taking that entirely seriously because it's a new, uh, new surrounding uh, FBS and whatnot. I don't think he's going to keep having 510 yards and four touchdowns. He was 39 of 47 or whatever. It was incredible. But if people just think that he's all of a sudden going to have these really bad games and get shut down by opposing defenses, 
Oh, that ain't gonna happen against uh, you know, like USC or you know some of these other schools. You know, certainly not Colorado State. The more tape that gets on him, the better. So Nebraska, I think, will have a better handling. He's not gonna have the success he had against TCU against Nebraska. I don't believe, but he's still gonna have a really good game. And if anything, this maybe wakes people up to like, oh, hey, we need to take Colorado a little more seriously here now. This isn't just uh, you know. A show with Dion. This is they're legitly they legitimately have talent. He originally committed to Florida Atlantic, which is I mean they've been pretty good here yes. for a couple of years. Yep. And he also got offers from all the big SEC schools: Alabama, Georgia, Florida, LSU, Tennessee, Florida State. So he got offers from some big time schools. So he definitely played down to going to Jackson State, but he wanted to play with his father. With his dad, and then he goes to Colorado, and yeah, I mean, that's a that's a step down as well. He could do a lot better in Colorado, but maybe not in this in his current version. Which is setting up nice for him. So yeah, he's a legitimate quarterback. But I, I so the thing I hate probably most about football is the the week between games, and so we've got a bunch of people on TV going on TV saying how great Colorado is now. Mm-hmm. They're they're people for last week were like, yeah, I think they're probably going to win two or three games this year. Uh, they're going to get pounded by TCU. It's like, well, you don't know what TCU is. You have no idea what Colorado is because there's literally not a player on the team from last year. So you have no idea how good they're how good they're going to be. And then you you got Nebraska. You should beat them. That line, uh, you know what the point spread there is? Uh, I'm going to say Colorado's favored by like four and a half. Three. Like, where, like, that to me is not saying Colorado's going to win this game by 35 points, but. Seems a little disrespectful given what they did last week. Nebraska, can they score at all? Like, Colorado's defense doesn't appear to be good, but can Nebraska score at all? You know, they're probably not going to put up 45, but. Feel like if you, if you score twenty against Nebraska, that should be enough. Mm-hmm. So you know, Nebraska played Oklahoma a couple of years ago, nearly beat them. And I'm like, well, we'll see. But yeah, Nebraska, their quarterback looks awful. Just yeah, that's a team that's not. He's like the two opposite ends of the spectrum. What a uh, miracle win by Min- by Minnesota last week! Unbelievable that catch by what uh, D- Daniel Jackson, Darnell Jackson, whatever his name is. Um, that's going to be one of the catches of the year. For him to get his foot down, drag his foot before the other foot goes out of bounds, for the it's incredible. Great catch. I watched the game, but nothing happened. I'm like, right. somebody do something. Somebody score a point. Right. I mean, Gus Johnson was losing his mind, calling it a great game. I'm like, no, maybe good well, ending. Sorry. Not a great game. I'm like, who won this stupid game? Uh, so you know, Nebraska's been struggling for decades to get back to where they were, and oh, we're going to hire this guy, and he's going to build it up, and we're going to hire this guy, and he's going to build this up. Meanwhile, Deion Sanders goes to Colorado and says, "All right, we're going to be good right away because there's a transfer portal with a bunch of good players, and I'm an extremely good recruiter. Mm-hmm. I can make pretty much anybody good right away, and I have no problem with what he does. Like, what is he supposed to do?" Go to Colorado and keep a lot of those guys. Like, everybody should be gone, and everybody was gone because those guys are not – they're not doing themselves any favors playing at that level. 
because they're not at that level. If he can do this in one like off season with Colorado, imagine yes. what he's going to do in you know a full season and a full off season in the Big Twelve. Like they're going to the I Big Twelve next year. Uh, Oklahoma and Texas aren't there. Like Colorado. The moment, I think they're going to win the Big Twelve next year. I I agree. I I honestly agree because I can't like Kansas State. You could make an argument for, um, maybe UCF. I who else? No, Oklahoma State's always good, but yeah, I mean, you know, Houston, BYU, any of these other teams are going to be competitive and be a serious contender. We'll see, but yeah, like I, I watched that game. I bet you know, like five, ten bucks on them at the beginning to cover the spread, and then I watched like the first drive or two, and then I put like five bucks on them to win the game. I'm like, they're pretty good. And how much like, did you win outright for that? Huh? How much did you win? How much did you make? It was like seventeen bucks. It was like it was like okay. plus two ninety. Okay. So I bet five bucks to win seventeen. I think it was so. It was minimal minimal games on that, but it's like yeah, there. And it was an exciting game. Lots of offense. We need to see. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. He, like I love what he did because like why why should I wait five years to get some freshmen in here? Oh, we're gonna build. No, just be good right away. So Clemson feels like Clemson's going to be uh, blown past here because they refuse to do it. Yep. And Colorado uh, could be a new power because, yeah, give, give him a year, let alone four or five, uh, to build something up there, great recruits that he can get. So media stupid, media sucks because, you know, you should say, you know what, I don't know, because it's a completely new team. Nobody knows what's going to happen. And then Travis Hunter, people are losing their minds over him. It's like he did this last year. Yes, it was at Jackson State. Like, my God, he's, he's the Shohei Otani of football, and he's playing this. He's, he's playing the 100 snap. Oh, yes, he did this last year. It's like just because it doesn't happen at the FBS level doesn't mean it doesn't count or it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't know if it's sustainable, though, at the FBS level. He did this last year, and you know, I'm sure they want to win a Heisman and all that stuff. But... And he's another guy that obviously could have gone somewhere much better than Colorado or Jackson State. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yes, he did this, and you can do this. Maybe it takes a special athlete to do it, but uh, he did. He did well. Well, they had four guys with over 100 yards receiving. Mm-hmm. So that's impressive. And, and you just look at their schedule. Hopefully, they're on TV a lot. And then I'm, I'm sure they will be. We've look, got look at the end of September at Oregon and home against USC on September 30th. All of a sudden, that game against know. USC. If we're looking at a, a, a USC drop off, because like, they they still don't know how to play defense. That's the game right there. Colorado in Colorado. USC always struggles in Colorado. It's just what they do. And if they can win just one of those games, if they can beat yeah. Oregon or USC, probably going to lose both of them. If they can win one and go four and one, they'll beat Arizona State. They'll beat Stanford. Yep, Washington State. You're looking at six and one. That's you know, maybe you know, eight and four at best. I had them at six and six. You know, maybe eight and four at best. But yeah, kind of just entertaining. Just the whole thing is fun. Lots of offense, swagger. But the whole thing, instant gratification, instantly good. Oh, I hope they. Beat the shit out of Nebraska, but Saturday. Like, like you said, though, you know, you get that that one week. Can it carry over? Because you, as you said, TCU's defense not good. 
So how do we know that this is going to be sustainable for Colorado? How, how do we know they're going to be thoroughly entertaining? We don't. Oh, yeah, they, they got, I mean, their quarterback's good. The receivers are good. Yeah, they're they're a much better team than, than pretty much anybody. Yeah. Thought. Oh, and yeah, I'm not saying that. It's just I don't know. Well, they like, don't make a bowl game. They could. They could. I had them at three and nine. Least, so. Obviously, win, win six games, win five games, make a bowl game. Yep. And that, 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 that the three-point favor, that's just begging me to just to put my mortgage on Colorado. <laughs> yep. Really, they're going to lose to Nebraska, let alone not win by a lot. So that, that gives me gives me caution of, like, what – what is happening here? How? Why is this a three points? I mean, they were completely wrong last week. But you mentioned Vegas, so you're 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 cautious. The duck for Oregon had over had to do over 500 push-ups. Oregon scored 81 points oh. against Portland State. So, uh, good luck to the duck this week as he recovers. Uh, Clemson, you mentioned them. They don't appear to be very good. Oh, this is supposed to be a high octane offense, and uh, you know what? It could be, but when you don't play the transfer portal like Dabo Sweeney is, everyone's going to kind of pass you by. Florida State was fantastic against LSU. Um, you know, LSU had opportunities. Uh, you give up a third and 12 late in the first half there on the uh, game-time touchdown drive. Thought that was kind of a, a you know, that momentum s- swing in there giving up that touchdown late. But what do you get this Keon Coleman or whatever, a transfer from Syracuse. And I mean, already Jordan Travis looks fantastic. We already liked him going, or I already liked him going into the season, but Florida state looks like the team to beat in ACC. Duke is really good. Riley Leonard. I liked him going in. I didn't know if they'd be able to beat Clemson and Clemson just botched it uh, between two fumbles at the one yard line you miss uh you get a field goal blocked and a miss a what a 20 yarder that's not good i think they would have won the game if they even scored 10 more points because it just changes the whole complexion of said game but with that being said you are what your record says you are clemson has some concerns i think and between UNC with an impressive defensive performance against South Carolina, and then what Florida State did against LSU, I'm already will I'm already putting Florida State in the playoff. You look at the rest of their schedule; it is nothing. I I don't see I see them maybe having one loss in there that could be at Clemson, but I like Florida State. I like what I saw against LSU on Sunday night. Yeah, they're in the playoff. Yep. Um, yeah, they have a terrible schedule. So Clemson, boy, Clemson really shit the bet. They did. Can't imagine Duke's all that good. There's turnovers and penalties and this and that. So just, you know, Clemson, I think they're going to be passed on by. And yeah, just, man, what a, what a disappointing start to the season for them. Because, mm-hmm. uh, they kind of had a rough year last year, all things considered, but, yeah, they're just not not in the conversation anymore. The big game this week, Texas at Alabama. We'll see if Alabama can 
can uh, knock off Quinn Ewers and Arch Manning and the, the Longhorns. Uh, we have a ranked battle in Tulane, uh, or in New Orleans, between Ole Miss and Tulane. That should be exciting. And perhaps the biggest matchup of the week takes place at the, wow. F at the FCS level in Brookings, South Dakota, where number wow. three Montana State takes on number one South Dakota State. SDSU breezed by Western Oregon. It was 42-0 in the second quarter. They pulled all their starters. I mean, it is what it is. Adam Bach didn't play. What, uh, one of the Yankees didn't play. But it was a great uh, – they look great. I think they're going to beat Montana State. But as uh, head coach Jimmy Rogers said in a press conference earlier this week, this is a playoff game. This will feel like a playoff game. This I think this game ultimately determines – who is the one seed in the FCS playoffs this year? This game. It's a playoff game because the loser of this game, their season is over week two. No. 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 They're, they don't get to play any more games. It's a playoff game. Well, Cancel the rest huh? of the season. <laughs> it's a playoff game. So. Um, yeah, it should be good. They're not only tests, but I guess they're the toughest tests, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. So, I think we win. They win. They handled them pretty well back in December. So, yeah, Very I think Alabama's going to absolutely tear Texas up a new asshole. <laughs> well, we can only hope. I don't know what the line is on that game. I'd imagine it's probably like seven, seven or eight. But I, yeah, I don't think Texas. The thing I don't like about Texas is that they're never any good. But people act like they're good. Texas like, oh, they're ranked 10th. They're 15th. It's like, no, I don't think they're any good at all. Right. So why do they keep <coughs> Quinn Ewers? Oh, greatest quarterback ever. No, he just, he's just a guy. We're going to play him out. Like, what, what What? about him is so great? Texas, what, what is he? Texas is back. Oh, maybe. Probably not. Probably not. Yeah, I just... The things that people say versus the, the reality of what I'm seeing here don't match up a whole hell of a lot. A lot of the time. So, yeah, I like Jordan Travis. So I like him. I wouldn't mind him seeing him be the Vikings next quarterback. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, LSU, they think they'll be all right. But, again, just a tough schedule for them. But, yeah, Florida State. Yeah, that's the thing where it's like, how good are they? Because they're not going to be tested here for career, uh until January, it, so. it's a it's a bad loss for LSU. Just mainly how they looked in the second half, but I'm not going to say they look like it's it's an okay loss, I guess. You know, because Florida State appears to be good. It's not like Clemson when you shit where you shit the bed against Duke, a team you should be better than. And so. I was of the opinion last year LSU if they would have beat Georgia in the conference title game, they probably would have made the playoff with two losses. Because mm -hmm. yep. LSU. Is about the only team out there that can do that because they play Alabama every year. Uh, they always have a tough schedule. So, if you feel like LSU can still lose another game to somebody, and if they can make the conference title game, they've got uh, they've got a shot to make it if they pull off a big upset. But, but hey, it feels good with Florida State. Yeah. You know, good start for Alabama. You just know, how good is their quarterback going to be? Can he keep that up? But hey, you feel good about Michigan. Georgia, Florida State right now. Yep. Yeah, Florida State, though, to me, the big winners here this week. Um, and everything. So, uh, good. Hopefully we have another exciting week of college football here. Uh, you know, it doesn't look 
wonderful, but there are a number of games here. But apparently, former President Trump will be at the Iowa Iowa State game. So there you they go. Have the stadium to put him in, or what are they going to do with him? I don't know. That's a great question. Uh, he's okay. campaigning. Can't uh, that's, 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 maybe the felon that he is. Uh, in between trials, so. Wyoming, uh, Wyoming beat Texas Tech. Yeah, coming back from 17 nothing. That's a big upset. And that was on the big CBS. I, like, incre- you know what, one of the, so I'm looking at this here. Fox, like, big Fox, like, like, regular Fox Network here, has Stanford at USC this week at 9.30 Central Time. If you, like, you have, like, newscasts and stuff, you know, for, for Fox or whatever, that's extremely late. I don't recall, like, Fox going into that. That would be a, a game for FS1, or that would be a game that would be on at, like, 6 o'clock. Uh, that would be the Fox game of the week or, or whatever, Fox primetime. This is late. Like, I'm I'm surprised that this is happening. I was surprised that Texas Tech and Wyoming was on the big CBS uh, considering how late that game went with local news and everything, like I just, it, I think maybe that's what we're going to start seeing more. Yeah, it just surprised me. It just surprised me. Yeah, my upset or new upsets of the week. Oh. I want uh, give me Tulane to beat Ole Miss. Okay, yeah, let's uh, let's uh, do that here. Let me find that sheet. Because you had this last year. Um, we had Mark last year. We have, uh, yeah, I have it right here. I have it right here. Um, you have it wins or losses. Oh, I don't. I don't have the wins or losses at all. I'll. I'll do that. Um, I'll do that. Even scout from last year that you remember. Uh, what What did you need? They even stick out just by looking at it. You're like, yeah, this team did, did beat that team. Uh, Tennessee over Alabama. Yeah, that happened. Um, let's see here. Uh, your game of the week, uh, Baylor-BYU. That was pretty good. I remember watching that when I thought BYU was going to actually do something. The um, TCU over Texas. That was uh, your yeah, upset. That's that, that, candy from a baby right there, Texas. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Um Memphis at Tulane was a watch your ass game. Um, big time on that one. Let's see, uh, Texas Tech over Houston. Did that happen? I think it did. Um, App State over UNC was your week one upset of the week, and that nearly happened. That was yeah. That hope they play again this week. So they do. look out. Yep. So yeah, let's uh, let's do that here again this year here. So we're gonna do a game of the week. A Upset of the week and a watch your ass game of the week. So we didn't do it last week, uh, but we will get it started here for week two. Uh, game of the week probably would have been Colorado TCU because I was very when that came out. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna say that's probably the only game I watched. There really wasn't much else to. There was uh, what was it? Purdue Fresno State. That looked like. A good back and forth that Fresno mm. State won. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, the, the, the upside. I think Tulane's going to beat Ole Miss. Okay, so that's your upset of the week. For a game of the week. What would uh, I don't know? Alabama, Texas. I don't think that's going to be particularly close or good. Last year it was good. 
what what would even be uh, a game of the week in SDSU Montana State? I like maybe, it. You maybe we go that route. Yep, we can do that one. Number... Go that route. Yeah, Alabama just a seven point favorite. Watch your ass game of the week. Um, let's go with Oregon at Texas Tech. Okay. Oregon is a six and a half point favorite, so I assume it's got to be at Dallas. This is in, oh, this is at uh, Texas Tech. It's in Lubbock, so, yeah. All right, let's, let's go with that. All right. I think Oregon's going to, I mean, if Texas Tech's going to lose to Wyoming. I think Oregon can beat Texas Tech. I almost want to go Colorado, but man, they were just so so excited. And Nebraska just learns how to lose. Yes, so. they do. Continue so. to lose in one score game. So there we go. We'll keep track of that throughout the year here. Um, so. Maybe, maybe, and also a, a, a one B pick. Watch your ass. Yep. Uh, Auburn should watch their ass at Cal. Okay. That's a long trip for Auburn. It is. Cal went. Cal went to, uh, to Denton, Texas, and put a whooping on North Texas. So. Well, that'd be a little bit closer, but that was her. So let's uh, let's jump to the NFL here. Begin our season preview here. Um, what conference would you like to start in here, the AFC or the NFC? Well, the AAC. The AAC. All right, very good. Well, it should come as no surprise that the AFC is once again the best conference in football or in the NFL, and it got even better this offseason with Aaron Rodgers jumping from Green Bay to the Jets. I'm doing my division rankings right now. I'm doing my season preview of the the. the the blog will be posted on, on Thursday at sportsblog, uh, stackattack.sportsblog.com. But the AFC East is the best division. I don't even think it's close. The AFC North is the second best division. Uh, then I think a distant third, or there's a bit of a, a more of a gap. Uh, that's the NFC East. I think I have then like the AFC West, the NFC North, um, NFC West, NFC South, AFC South. Um, that's kind of the rankings there, but three of the top four divisions reside in the AFC, and uh, we'll just start in the East right now. You know, like I said, Aaron Rodgers coming over from Green Bay, uh, a lot of other Packers coming over with him. It's you know, like the new you may as well call them the New York Packers at this point. This was a team, the Jets, last year that almost made the playoffs despite their quarterback. You add a, a future Hall of Famer that should bode well, but there's a lot of expectations on them. Uh, you know, Rodgers was injured last year, or is he starting to decline a little bit? I think Garrett Wilson, that's a huge boost for him. Uh, if, you know, Having him as a, a wide receiver is going to be very good. The defense is outstanding. But this schedule is incredibly difficult. You have, you know, not only Buffalo and Miami in your division that you have to play twice. You have to play the NFC East. That's going to be competitive. You have to go against Kansas City. You have to play. Uh, what do they have to? Who, what's their? That um, they have to play the whole AFC West, which could be uh, difficult. 
this year for them. So this is, you know, Cleveland, they have to go to Cleveland late in the year. So I, I think the Jets are a playoff team. I think they're going to be really good, but this is a very difficult schedule to navigate, but just elevating that whole quarterback position, you nearly made the playoffs this year. I think the Jets are a near lock, assuming Rodgers is healthy. An easy end to the schedule. Yes. Again, this is the thing. I don't want people bitching and complaining if they start two and four, okay? Mm-hmm. No, we, we, don't, we don't want to see that. So. Yeah. Look at this. Look at that schedule. That's tough, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean no, I'm just saying, be, I mean, like, post, post-Thanksgiving, uh, you get count the Black Friday game against Miami, sure. Um, but even after that, their most difficult game is going to be at Miami. Yeah, it's like, okay, we know this. We can kind of look at this as far as kind of what we think is going to happen. Tough starts. And then you look at the end, okay. Atlanta, Houston, Washington, Cleveland, New England, they should be able to win all of those games. So even if they start 1-5, and five, they should end 5-0, and 5-1. Oh, and one. Mm-hmm. So not go absolutely nuts right here. Uh, you think, like, the game against Buffalo, that's, I feel like, a game that they don't have to win, but it'd be nice. It's... A winnable game at Dallas is tough, but winnable. Mm-hmm. Got to beat New England. Kansas City's tough. At Denver, another one of those games where it's like, who knows who's going to win that one? And you probably lose to the Eagles. So you, you got to win probably two of those. You got probably split to start it off. But defense carried the team last year. They should be very good. Mm-hmm. Garrett Wilson. You want to guess Garrett Wilson's numbers last year? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say he had 80 receptions for... 83 catches, yep. 83 catches. Uh, I'm going to say, he did he get to 1,000 yards last year? I feel like he did. 1,076 yards? 1,103. Damn it. Pretty close, yeah. Um, And four touchdowns. So if he did that with Mike White and Joe Flacco... And Zach Wilson. Him, too. What can he do with I mean, I think he's going to put up, you know, like 1,600 yards. So, yeah. All all in on Garrett Wilson. And this is kind of like the Colorado Buffaloes of the NFL because of Rodgers. You want to see, okay, how much of a difference is he going to have? So, whatever football games I watch, I'm sure a lot of them will involve the Jets. I do think... The Miami Dolphins are the most talented team in this division, but everything is central around can Tua stay healthy? And I don't know if he can. I mean, he's one concussion away from never playing football again. Just one hard hit on the ground, and he's done, and the Dolphins' season is done. But, I mean, you look at the speed they have. Tyreek Hill is talking about going over 2,000 yards. Receiving, that's possible. Jalen Waddle's fantastic. Good running back, uh, you know, with Raheem Mostert. Like, it fits the scheme, the Mike McDaniel scheme. Uh, Their defense, they got Jalen Ramsey in the offseason. He's out for a while with knee surgery, but he will be back at some point. Vic Fangio is running the defensive show. This was a good defensive team last year. I, I just like what Miami has it's just can Tua stay healthy, and we have not seen that yet. So as much as I want to pick Miami to win this division, I don't think I can because of Tua. Uh, Buffalo going to be really good again, Josh Allen, but you kind of feel like their window is 
nearly shut because of, you know, the Jets in there and, and you've got the Dolphins and whatnot. And I don't know what like, the Bills defense, should they be good? Yeah, I'm guessing they're going to be pretty good. But how much better did they get in the offseason? How much more talent did they infuse into this team? Like Dalton Kincaid, the rookie tight end from Utah, is going to be very good paired with Dawson Knox. But if I'm looking at the offenses between Miami and the Jets with Rodgers and compared to what they have in Buffalo, I uh, Buffalo's offense is probably third best in that division. And then I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know how Buffalo is going to do. I, but I think they're going to have that sense of, okay, everyone's talking about the Jets. Everyone's talking about the Dolphins. We're kind of going to sneak under the radar here. And we're gonna show show teams or show the rest of the league, show fans what we what we still have here in Buffalo. I mean, their offense is better than the Jets, and you know, they, they they need another receiver, and they never address that. Dalton Kincaid is that going to be their answer? Stephon Diggs seems about one one small incident away from just saying screw the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So Buffalo we almost had a player die. That was a problem. He made the team. Demar Hamlin made the team. He's on this guy, which is uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. If you would have told me, yeah, he'll, he'll be fine. He'll make the team. I'll be like, really? So, yeah, Buffalo, you feel like maybe if it's not done already, this is their last shot. And Von Miller is older, can't stay healthy, and that defense took a hit when he got hurt last year. So, if they can stay healthy... I mean, they, they need to. They need to stay healthy on the defensive side. But, yeah, tough division. Uh, they should make the playoffs, but it'll be uh, – yeah, I feel like maybe one of these teams don't make the playoffs. So, I – you're right. It, I think you can make an argument for arguably for 13 of the 16 teams in the AFC to make the playoffs. Maybe 14. You can't really make the case for New England, the Colts, Houston. The Texans. The Texans. Everybody else. Yeah, Colts or Houston. Oh, yeah, you said Houston. I'm sorry. Yep. yep. Other than that, like, even, even the Raiders, you know, maybe. You know, even, even Cleveland, maybe. Well, so, you, yeah. could, you could say New England maybe just because Mac, uh, Matt Jones, Mac Jones, the quarterback, is getting paired now with an actual offensive coordinator in Bill O'Brien. Like, a, he and Bill Belichick have history, and he can help, but where is, the, like, their offensive line is in shambles. I mean, they had to trade a, a, a pick with the the Vikings for an offensive lineman. They, had, they, they traded Pierre Strong to Cleveland for one of their offensive linemen. Their defense should be pretty good, but I, I think Bill O'Brien helps Mac Jones, but I don't know, like, where are the weapons? I don't think Juju Smith-Schuster is the answer. I just, like, you're going to, if you're in New England, you're just going to hope to ground and pound and keep opposing teams off of the field. And I don't think New England is, like, I picked New England to finish last in the AFC East. I have them at 4-13. and 13. I don't think they are a 4-13 and 13 team necessarily, but I look at the schedule, I look at who they have to play this year, I don't. I don't know how they come out of this with a winning record, let alone make the playoffs. 
I just don't. It's that difficult of a division and a, and a schedule that they have. We know if you want to add offensive line depth, you go to Minnesota. Yes. Because they're just, you know, you got offensive linemen falling out of their pockets. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a weekly problem. Who do the Vikings start on the offensive line? Yes. Because they've got so many of them. Yes. So many yeah, it's, I mean, their run is over, and, like, Mac Jones just isn't the guy to get it done. It's just, you need something more than that in this day and age. And all the old guard is retired except Rodgers. He's the last one. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, everybody else is retired. This is kind of a new, a new era of quarterbacking, and, and Mac Jones not among the better ones. So. I think he could be. He just needs the talent around him. He like last year his offensive coordinator was Matt Patricia. I mean, come on, that's that's not an offensive coordinator. Um, not even I got two games here that I think are destined to be like it's one of these two games that's going to be game what two two fifty two two sixty eight two whatever it is the final Sunday night game week eighteen. It's either going to be Buffalo at Miami, or it's going to be. Minnesota at Detroit. Well, give me Minnesota Detroit. What a mess. What a mess. I think it's going to be Buffalo, Miami. Um, I have Buffalo. Do we, do we, do we want to uh, give him the, the divisions here right now? What, what we have, uh, who we have him winning? Yep, yep, yep. Okay. I have Buffalo winning this division at 12 and 5. Going to Miami, who's in the lead for the division. To win it, all they have to do is win, and they win the division. Buffalo goes down to Miami and beats them. I have Buffalo beating Miami, and I have Buffalo, Miami, and the Jets all at 12-5. and five. I've got Buffalo at 12 wins. I've got the Jets at 12 wins. Uh, Buffalo gets the division tiebreak. All right. Very good. Um... Miami, I, 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 again, it's all based on Tua's health, so that could implode. Again, it's it's all just based on what Tua, Tua can do. Um, the AFC North, I think, is the second best division in football, and I look at like there's no really bad team in this division. Like I think you could make the case that New England clearly the worst team in the AFC East. I don't think you can make that argument in the AFC North. If you wanted to throw a team in there, it would be the Browns. But think they have Deshaun Watson here, who's got a full season now. Under I mean, you know, massages aside, um, he's can he get back to that form that he was down in Houston? I think that's the big question. If he can, then Cleveland is more than capable of making it to the playoffs and perhaps winning this. Uh, winning this division. Amari Cooper, good wide receiver there. Uh, you have a couple of good tight ends in Goku. Uh, Nick Chubb is arguably the best running back in the NFL. Their defense is solid. Uh, you, get, you bring in, um, uh, was it the, the defensive coordinator? Is it Jeff Schwartz, I believe? Um, no, is it Jeff Schwartz? But it's a Schwartz. Um, and I think their defense is going to be really... I mean, they already have the best defensive end in football in Miles Garrett. 
I think Cleveland is right up there. Like, you can make that case with them. Baltimore, their defense is not great, but they have a whole new look offense this year because they're going to throw it all over the place. They no longer have Todd. Uh, they brought Todd Munkin in. Exactly. They brought him in from, he was the offensive coordinator at Georgia. They brought him in now. There's no more of this, you know, essentially ground and pound with Lamar. He's going to throw it to Zay Flowers, who I think is going to be great. Odell Beckham. You have Rashad Bateman still there. They, they have the second best tight end in the NFL in Mark Andrews. There's going to be a lot of darts getting thrown around, but it's still a new offense. I'm a little hesitant to go all in on the Ravens. I think it has a chance to be really good, but I'm hesitant with them. Pittsburgh, I think, you know, Kenny Pickett's going to take a big step forward this year. Uh, George Pickens, good wide receiver. Uh, they still have Deontay Johnson, Pat Fryermuth, great. Najee Harris, just keep running that rock. And if T.J. Watt doesn't get injured last year, perhaps the Steelers are a playoff team. The Steelers, wow. have, a, the Steelers have a very good defense. And then it all goes back to Cincinnati, but we don't, like, Joe Burrow suffered that calf injury in the in uh, during training camp. It sounds like he's going to be ready for week one, but just that's like, are you going to worry about something, uh, him re-aggravating it, doing something else? And I don't know if their defense is as good this year as it was last year. They lost uh, the Von Bell, I think, to Atlanta. They lost one of their other safeties to, to Carolina. They've lost pieces on that defense. The offense is still going to be really good, but the Joe Burrow injury does does concern me. So while I think Cincinnati ultimately wins this division, there is an argument that can be made for all of these teams to not only make the playoffs, but I think win the division. Lamar Jackson got his contract because he's a genius. Uh, they were eight and four with him before he got hurt. So they had a good uh, good run. He's another guy, and he stay healthy. Yep. Uh, the Bengals, can their quarterback stay healthy? Because if he can, they can prove they can get to the Super Bowl. And the Steelers have a uh, quarterback. We'll see how good he is. He showed flashes. So I've got, I guess I've got three teams coming out of this division for the playoffs. Okay. I've got Baltimore winning it, and i got Baltimore as the number one seed. All right. All right. I like it. If Lamar Jackson stays healthy, I think they are. I want to see what that looks like. Yes. I've got Cincinnati at two. Cincinnati has the, uh, you want the seed? We'll do that later. Yeah. Yep. We'll do that later. I already penciled, or I already penned in uh, Baltimore as the one seed overall. I've got Cincinnati with 11 wins, and i got Pittsburgh at 10, also playing in a playoff spot. Okay. What do you have? So, what do you have, Cleveland? And I get that you know we're we're destined to to say that uh, you know it's not going like Cleveland has to almost prove it to us. But I mean, I think that and that maybe that's why you know it's kind of with the AFC East, I haven't beating up on one another, but you get to beat up on New England. And in, in the AFC North, I just have them beating up on one another. So I almost have the, these guys kind of cannibalizing themselves to a degree. I've got Cleveland at eight wins. 
Deshaun Watson has to show that he's good anymore. Just average yep. would be better. Yep. Yeah, so not, not a terrible team to have as your worst team. No. And Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, I mean, but Tomlin's never finished under 500, so. I have all four teams in the North with double-digit wins. Double-digit wins? Yes. I have, I have Cincinnati at 13-4. and four. I have Pittsburgh at 11-6. and six. And I have Cleveland and Baltimore each with 10-7 and seven records. That's ambitious. Ambitious. Yes. Yes, very ambitious. Um, so, I, again, I, I just really like that division. The South, I don't like, and the, by default, I'm giving it to Jacksonville. I don't even think it's going to be close. Um, there is a case to be made, Mr. Crims, that the Jaguars could finish with the number one overall seed in the, in the AFC this year because, not that they're the best team, but because of their schedule. They get to play... Houston twice, Indianapolis twice, uh, Tennessee twice. They get to play the NFC South. Doesn't look very good. Uh, not very good. Um, like that. That's ten of your games right there. You win eight, nine of those. You just have to find a way to win five of your remaining eight, and you're arguably the one seed in the playoffs. Trevor Lawrence, great. Doug Peterson, we saw what he did last year. You add, I think that the the key for, you know, and ever, you know, remember Christian Kirk getting all that money, like what the hell? And he actually played fairly decent last year. Adding Calvin Ridley last year at the trade deadline, uh, he was out all last year for gambling purposes. The hypocrisy of that is still not lost on on any of us. But you add him to that offense, if Evan Ingram can stay healthy, you have Travis Etienne. You have Ridley, who showed a lot of brilliance in Atlanta, and you have all that those pieces. Oh boy, the Jaguars are, could be really, really good this year. So I think they have a chance to be the one seed, based purely off of their schedule. Not saying again that they're the best. I would put the Chiefs, the the Dolphins, you know, the the Ravens, the Bengals. I put those teams above them, but because of who they play. They could be a one seed. Thought about going nuts on the Jaguars and picking them to win a lot, but I'll go like ten wins. You know, win win the division first. You know, Trevor Lawrence. It's time for him to take the big jump. Yep. He's got a good coach, so that should help. We got Calvin Ridley. That should help. That division. That should help. So yeah, they need to. Win the division. They need to do it impressively. They need to. They need to. They need to win games that they need to win. Now it seems like what they always beat the Colts when they weren't any good, and the Colts were good in Jacksonville specifically. Need to. Well, now you have to do that when you're the favorite. Now you're expected to do something. All right, win, win something. The Titans are always there. The Titans are always a pesky bunch. Mm-hmm. Everybody always counts out the Titans. You know, then all, I, then all of a sudden, all the Titans are the one seed, and nobody cares about them. But I don't know what to make of the Titans. I mean, you bring in DeAndre Hopkins, uh, pair up with Traylon Burks, but 
Like, is this Ryan Tannehill? Like, can he do it anymore? Yeah, the, the defense should be fine. I think how much more tread does could, does Derrick Henry have? I, the Titans are just a blah team to me. I don't think talent-wise they are very good. Uh, we'll see what Anthony Richardson does with Indianapolis. And if well, Jonathan... the thing is they've got Will Levis in the wing, so that should oh, Yes, yes <laughs> for Tennessee, that is very true. A lot of issues because he's going to be really good. I'm curious to see what Anthony Richardson does this year. If Jonathan Taylor comes in and plays, then they have a chance to be somewhat good, but I... I that offensive line not very good. The defense they traded away several pieces. I think the the Colts are going to be bad, and I do think Houston is going to be far more competitive this year. You put C.J. Stroud in. You you have Will Anderson. Just getting D'Amico Ryan's as your head coach is big. He was a former Texan linebacker. He knows what it's like. I think the Texans are going to have growing pains this year again. I have them going three and fourteen. But I do see signs of life in Houston. We just need to see what C.J. Stroud is all about. I So I think Houston will be better than what their record is this year. They're going to be in a lot more games. But it's ultimately not going to pan out to a lot of wins. If you play the Colts, you just play, I mean, you make sure the quarterback can't run. And that's about it. Well, they don't have anybody that can do anything. Michael Pittman's a, a decent wide receiver. That's it. Maybe he'll be like Justin Fields or he'll run for 150 yards, but it'll be 8 of 22 for 76 yards. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think Anthony Richardson's awful. He'll have like a big highlight. Oh, holy crap, look at that. He ran for 17 yards. Great. Yeah. He'll show yeah, three highlight awful. plays of him. And yeah, then, the, oh, oh, but the Colts lost 30 to 10. But they're not very good. So this is Jacksonville's division. I've got them for ten wins, and yeah, just just a terrible division. I have the Jaguars at eleven wins. I feel like I should have them for more. I have Tennessee finishing seven and ten. Both Indianapolis and Houston three and fourteen. Sounds about right. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of teams that you know there there's. Uh, Two really good quarterbacks, if not more, at the top of this draft. And this is a discussion for a later time. But what does Arizona do if they get the first pick? You got to do Caleb Williams. You have to. With, 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 with Kyler Murray. Yeah. You've got you know, the Rams with Stafford. Obviously, you, you would pick up a quarterback there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Houston. Houston and the Colts picked quarterbacks. Yep. None of which I think will be particularly good. And so they might be a couple of teams that can maybe trade. Right now, what Houston? They don't have a first round pick. They've got it to what Arizona, right? Yep. Well, how about Arizona? How about Arizona picks Caleb Williams with the first pick, and then they take uh, like Marvin Harrison Jr. with the second pick. Well, they could, but Houston has two picks next year. They had two picks next year. It's now down to one. Arizona, and if you're Arizona, why would you not at least like if you got the first two picks, trade trade the second pick. Yeah, I yeah, Marvin Harrison Jr. To get like you know the eighth pick and uh, a first round pick next year, mm-hmm. assuming Houston's going to be bad, this is a big year for Arizona to get a lot of picks for the future. Well, think if you're a team like maybe the Vikings who don't pick up Kirk Cousins' contract, oh, and, you know, Jaron Hall. Do you trade up for you know for Sanders or Drake May? Uh, you have to no. see what happens there. Um, 
AFC West. We're stuck, we're stuck with Kirk Cousins, so he's about 40. Okay. All right. Uh, AFC West, it's still the Chiefs. It always will be the Chiefs. I'm concerned about Travis Kelsey. Uh, it sounds like it's just a bone bruise, but does that linger in? The Chris Jones holdout, that is that is rather bad. You just saw news uh, that uh, Nick Bosa, the 49ers defensive end, he got a five-year, $170 million contract. Uh, Travis Kelsey has tried to plead with Chris Jones, like, hey, come back. But Chris Jones wants his money, and he deserves his money. He's the second best defensive tackle or interior defensive lineman outside of Aaron Donald. He deserves his money. How or, like, when he comes back determines. I think without Kelsey and Jones, I still think Kansas City beats Detroit opening night, opening Thursday night, but it's closer than it otherwise would be. And then people are going to be like, oh, is Detroit better? Or, oh, is Kansas City worse? you got to get those two guys in. Kelsey is the best tight end at his position by a mile. And he just does so much within that offense. So we don't know yet as we're recording this podcast if Kelsey is ruled out or not. But more than likely, I believe they'll sit him. You want to make sure he's healthy for the duration of the season. Um, but depending on when Jones comes in, that's ulti- that's another factor in why Kansas City may not be the number one overall seed is because if Jones holds out until week eight, well, I, I'm looking at the Kansas City schedule here. Maybe that factors into me. I, I have them beating the Jets. Maybe that changes that. Uh, does it change them uh, beating the Chargers or Miami? I don't know. Uh, I guess right now I have them losing to both the Chargers and the Dolphins, but maybe one of those games against Denver. Maybe they, maybe the Broncos pull out a win there that they otherwise won. There's going to be a couple of outcomes potentially here within the first eight weeks that could change where the Chiefs finish up if Jones doesn't come back by uh, until week eight. Very tempted to take the Lions tomorrow night. The, the, the Super Bowl champ never loses at home. When does that ever happen? Uh, the Giants uh, against the Cowboys oh. one year. Well, the goddamn Giants. It, you know, you, you, you just wouldn't think the Chiefs would lose. But again, if their two best players are out, besides Mahomes, that's, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, yeah, is there like a... Mahomes has done well, obviously, without Tyreek Hill. How well will we do without Travis Kelsey when and if that day ever comes? If he's out, you know, the Lions, everybody's in on Detroit. So, I maybe actually watch that game because of Detroit. So, when like is, Kansas when City. When has that they, ever been said? When has that ever been uttered regarding an NFL game? I'm going to watch this game because of Detroit. Uh, outside of Barry Sanders, maybe not. Yep. So, I mean, Kansas City, look at that division. You just don't, you just don't take anybody seriously. Nope. You don't take the Chargers, the Raiders, the Broncos seriously. The so. Chargers have to prove it. That's for sure. Um, I, 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 I just wish they would have more or better wide receivers. Yeah. Because who, who, who are? I mean, they just they just got a bunch of crap. Who the Chargers or the Chiefs? The Chiefs. Yes. Yep. Just a bunch of crap. Because I hate when they do that. I hate when the Packers did it with Rodgers. Like, give him a Jordy Nelson. Give him just somebody halfway good. Well, they did have Tyreek Hill, and they... He, I know, and he was great, and then he went somewhere else, and he was just as good. So I was like, all right, wherever Tyreek Hill's going to go. But 
But they is going to be good. Everyone doubted the Chiefs last year in their offense. And what did Patrick Mahomes do? He won the MVP. He won the Super Bowl. Won the Super Bowl MVP, which I, I think should have still gone to Nick Bolton. But that offense was so much better because they didn't force the ball to Hill. They, yeah. they were able to spread it around. So I think if Sky Moore can take that next step. Kadarius Toney didn't work out in New York, but we saw flashes of it last year in, in Kansas City. He needs to stay healthy. They have the weapons, but I agree with you. They need more of an established number one wide receiver. Uh, and with when Kelsey's not out, that, that hurts incredibly. But I, I'm excited about Isaiah Pacheco. We'll see, you know, uh, the Jet, Jarek McKinnon, we'll see what he can do there. There's plenty of weapons around there. You just got to stay healthy. You know, people like the Chiefs, they're entertaining. They've won two Super Bowls now. Mm-hmm. But I always think about how lucky they've been with the Eagles game and the Bengals game and the calls at the end. Like it's you know like it's a shoe and oh they're going to be in the Super Bowl there I mean look they've been in there what three of the past four years, mm-hmm. but it's been so so close to them now I mean the Buffalo game just every year it's like the Chiefs are there, but it's not been easy it's not been a shoe and it's on they're not they, they they never blow teams out in this play I don't think they've blown a single team out right uh, Houston but they gave them they spotted them twenty four points and in that game they were down three three score so. Even the, the Jacksonville game, and he only lost to Jacksonville, for God's sakes. Yep. So, obviously, I, I asked them, okay, win a second Super Bowl. They did that, so they don't have to do anything else to, to have them prove to me that they're good. But I'm not picking them to win the Super Bowl, but they, they should win this division. I really like what the Chargers could do. I'm very curious to see what Kellen Mond is going to be able Not Kellen Mond. Kellen Moore. Kellen Mond was a... a I, I, I advocated the Vikings taking him, and they did. I was very excited. Quarterback out of Texas A&M. And he floundered, and now he's not even on the Browns. I don't even know where he's at right now. But Kellen Moore, former offensive coordinator with the Cowboys. Mike McCarthy's like, yeah, I'm, I'm tired of, of you. you. Go elsewhere. I'm curious what that marriage is going to be like with Kellen Moore and Justin Herbert. I think it's going to be great. Uh, they still have Austin Eckler, fantastic running back. The defense should be a little better. I think what holds the Chargers back ultimately is what Brandon head coach Brandon Staley does and his uh, ridiculous play calling and going forward on fourth down or, or whatever. I, I, I like the Chargers. I, I, they almost need to prove it to me. Um, and it's it's a toss-up for me whether or not they make the playoffs. Um, They're but, the AFC Vikings. Yes. Oh, without no, a doubt. Look at them all. They're this is good now. They're pretty good. They're the, the, they're the L.A. Yabuts. Uh, yeah, but... Uh, yeah, they're never going to win anything. So, yeah, Justin Herbert should be there for the next 10 years. And maybe they'll make an AFC title game once. But that's about it. I, I just, I'm very curious what the, the Kellen Moore is going to do there. Uh, I'm curious about the Russell Wilson, Sean Payton relationship. Uh, if you listen to Peter Schreiger on Good Morning Football, he he worked with Sean Payton last year at Fox. He believes in him a lot. He picked the Broncos to make the playoffs. I just don't think this is a good marriage. I, I don't. Uh, it sounds like Payton's holding Russell Wilson accountable more and saying, hey, like, uh, you know, you can't kiss babies. You're not running for office. You're not a politician. You gotta just you know focus here. He doesn't have his own room or whatever that he had last year. 
Um, he's not maybe a diva or something. But Jerry Judy's got a hamstring injury. They already have a bunch of other uh, concerns at the wide receiver position. They do have Cortland Sutton. He's very good. I just don't know about this marriage with Wilson and Sean Payton. So I need to I need them to sh- to prove it to me that they can actually uh, work together well and that this offense will be great because Sean Payton doesn't uh, yes besides the size with Drew Brees he at least was able to work with Drew Brees not groom because Brees was with the with the Chargers but he was able he was young enough in his career where he was able to mold that offense, and they came in at the same time. That's not the case here with Russell Wilson. He's on the back end of his career, maybe two seasons left, tops, three maybe, and he he and Peyton didn't come together and build everything up. So I'm hesitant to say that the Broncos are going to do much this year. They could. I'm hesitant, though. And with the Raiders, Jimmy G, that's great. You have Devontae Adams. You, you got rid of Darren Waller. Josh Jacobs, great. I don't. Where's that defense? I uh, Raiders? Nope. I'm out on. I, they have distant fourth. Yeah, Denver's got no wide receivers. Russell Wilson's an asshole. <laughs> I like him in Garoppolo. I hope he does well. Yeah. You know, we've got Devontae Adams. You know, it's easy to do well in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what uh, Josh McDaniels can do with him. Um. Yeah, maybe you know, maybe maybe two. You know, obviously, if Denver can get in, maybe they could get three playoff teams. They were the they were the best division in football last year, and then they fell flat flat on their face. Yep. So yeah, give me the Chiefs, and I think everybody else really matters. And then and then what else? Who's what second? Then nobody else matters. Yeah. Chargers second, Denver third. But okay, yeah, what Raiders Denver week one. You know. Well, it just what a disaster yeah. the Broncos were last year. You can't, you can't do any worse. You have to do better. I have the, I have the, the Chiefs penciled in at thirteen and four, but with the Travis Kelsey news, I, I'm starting to hedge my wonder if that's really the right play. But I'll stick with it. The Chiefs finished thirteen and four. I have the Chargers finishing eleven and six. The Broncos seven and ten. The Raiders six and eleven. Um, so let's go with our playoff seeding here. Uh, do you want to go first or do you want me to give mine? You go first. Okay. I have Kansas City, 13-4, and four, the top seed in the AFC playoffs. The Bengals finishing 13-4. and four, And the two seed, I have Kansas City beating Cincinnati New Year's Eve that ultimately determines home field advantage. Went back and forth in that one. Gave the win there to Cincinnati. I have Buffalo third at 12 and 5. I have the Jaguars fourth. Uh, my three wild card teams. I have the Jets number five. I have Miami six. And I I have both the Chargers and the Steelers with 11 wins. I am picking the Chargers for now, but. That's based on how I have like the win-loss recording like for tiebreakers and stuff. It very easily could be the Steelers. I have Pittsburgh just missing out, so the Chargers as a seven seed very easily could be the Steelers. I do not have the Ravens in there. I do not have the Browns in there. Uh, that that that's what I'm going with. But the Chargers 
definitely a, a prove it to me team. The team that you don't have in the playoffs, I have the one seed, the Baltimore Ravens. Yes, you do. With uh, 13 wins. I have Buffalo, the two seed, with 12. Whoa, okay. I have Kansas City out of the playoffs. What? No, I have Kansas City, the three seed. Yeah, yeah, I was like, what? I'll give them a playoff spot. And I got Jacksonville at the four seed with 10 wins. Jets is my wild card. They've got them at May 11, 12 wins. At the Bengals is the six seed. And we've got Pittsburgh as the seven. Okay. So we differ on just one of the playoff teams, I guess. Here. But it's a big one. The seeding is, is certainly different. Uh, we have Jacksonville the same. We have the Jets the same. And then uh, that's it. Uh, my AFC... Uh, championship game. It's going to be uh, a repeat because it's a good one. I have Cincinnati against Kansas City. Who do you have winning? I have Kansas City winning. Um, I'm going to go with your divisional round. I'm going to have Baltimore playing the Jets. Okay. I'm going to have uh, the, the Jets beating Jacksonville in the wild card. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have uh, Buffalo beating Kansas City in the second round. I'm going to have Baltimore beating Buffalo to go to the Super Bowl. Baltimore beating Buffalo. Okay. Yes. All right. I feel like last year, didn't you have Baltimore? Was it Baltimore Niners, maybe? Oh, who was it last year? I think it was Buffalo. It was the Chris Berman. I think I went with Buffalo. All right. So, Baltimore so. versus Buffalo. And Baltimore winning to go to the Super Bowl. I just uh, how I see the, how I would have the AFC playoffs playing out here. I'd have the Bengals beating the Chargers round one. I have uh, Miami beating Buffalo round one. The Jets beating Jacksonville. I'd have the uh, the Dolphins then going to Arrowhead where Kansas City wins. I have the Jets going to the uh, to Cincinnati. The Jets would win that one. Or I'm, I'm sorry, Cincinnati would win. Cincinnati to Kansas City then in the AFC Championship game. So there we go. Uh, we have two different teams in uh, who's making the, the Super Bowl here in the AFC. Let's go to the NFC side. Let's go to the NFC East. Philadelphia was the top seed last year. They were at, uh, they were fantastic. Jalen Hurts, great. Uh, the addition of A.J. Brown at the tr- uh, during the draft was phenomenal. You pair him with Devontae Smith, great. Uh, defense was phenomenal. You lose two coordinators, though. That's a that's a question mark. You bring I mean they're the, the the Georgia Eagles at this point with how many Georgia Bulldogs they have on their defense now. So they decided to pick the best players off the best team. Yeah, they, what and they all fell to them. It's it just it's amazing, amazing. I think you know and they, and then they got DeAndre Swift for a ham sandwich. Um, I mean that's pretty good. Oh, former Bulldog. What a, what a shock. Philadelphia's. Just really good. I I like what Dallas can potentially be this year. I like Tony Pollard as the star back. Deuce Vaughn, uh, running back at Kansas State last year, he's a sneaky player, uh, a sneaky good player. I think uh, as the backup running back, they add Brandon Cooks, pair him with with CD Lamb. Um, not really sure what they're going to do at the tight end spot because Dalton Schultz is there. 
But I do, you know, their defense should be great. They all are at what? They have uh, Trayvon Diggs at corner. They have Micah Parsons. They added Stephon Gilmore from Indianapolis. So that defense should be really good. And maybe if the offense takes a step back, we'll see what they can do. Because head coach Mike McCarthy is going to be the, the play caller this year. Um, so this is almost a make or break year for Dak Prescott, I feel like, and Mike McCarthy. Uh, we'll see what that change does. Again, the schedule is really difficult. Um, but I do like the Cowboys at 10-7. and seven. I have the Giants 10-7 and seven as well. Uh, adding Darren Waller, adding Jalen Hyatt in the offseason. Big additions. Wink Martindale, great with that defense. We'll see if Daniel Jones can continue that uh, that maturation. Got a big deal in the offseason. Saquon Barkley, can he stay healthy? I, the Giants have a lot of good qualities about them that can, that can get them into the playoffs. And I, I hear that Sam Howell is great. And this is the team I'm probably the most off on. Out of any team this year, I, I I need to see it from Sam Howell before I can believe in Washington. A difficult division, a difficult schedule. Again, I think, just like New England, I think they're better than what their record ultimately will be. I somehow only have them at 3-14. and 14. That's not good, um, but... Washington? Washington, yep, I have them at 3-14. and 14. I don't like it. It's just how it all kind of plays out. Um... I don't like it, but it's such a difficult division. They never had a repeat winner, right? Correct. And you would think that the Eagles, the Eagles, the best, the best team, the best roster in football. Yes. Offense, excellent defense, excellent. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna pick the Cowboys to win this division and be the one seed in the NFC this year. Ooh, there we go. I don't like Dallas. They shit the bed. They've shit the bed for 25 years. But uh, I'll go in on the Cowboys because if it ain't this year, they probably need to change their quarterback. Yep. Uh, Dallas is the one seed with 12 wins. I like the Eagles also with 12 wins. And I like Washington to get a wild card with nine wins. Whoa, okay. All right. Um, No Giants, huh? That's a noted Don Jones, so. No, okay, Danny Dimes, you're not a believer in the Giants. Okay, all right. Broads. Fair enough. Do it again, Giants. You do it again, I'll say, all right, I believe you. All right, I like it there. All right, that's a that's a bit of a surprise. Uh, you have Washington in there. New ownership, you got a quarterback. We'll see how he does. He's certainly not Carson Wentz or Taylor Heineke. Maybe he'll actually be good. But we don't know. Like, he was good at UNC, but we haven't seen him in the pros. That's the one well, thing. He'll, he'll be better than another North Carolina quarterback. I can guarantee you that. I guess that's the, the, the key. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And this is a, a big a year for Eric Bieniemy because he is the offensive coordinator there. He is. This is all on him, you know, to, to design this offense and, and run it. This is his audition for uh, – you know, Ropey, or you're just you hear Eric the enemy, and you're like, oh boy, I gotta run away. Um, this isn't Michael Vick, uh, but this I, guy only uh, beats people up and punches a girlfriend. Right. So. Uh, dogs. So. This is an audition for him, though. He's no longer under Andy Reid. We'll see what he can do. And like I said, I don't like giving them only three wins, but it's it's just such a difficult schedule. I mean, maybe they beat. 
Maybe they beat Atlanta or something. I, I don't know. Tough, tough, tough to pick. Yeah, it's always an odd division where there's a team that kind of comes out of nowhere. So, um, I'm picking Washington to be that team, and I'm picking Dallas to keep the trend of new division winners. All right, I like it. Uh, the North, where our favorite team resides, the Minnesota Vikings. Everyone is just like, oh, last year was a fluke, 13-4. and four. Oh, look at all the one-win games and stuff that they uh, – the, the one-score games that they won. Offensively, didn't change at all. You lose Dalvin Cook, that that's maybe a little significant. But we always wonder, like, can he stay healthy? We'll see what Alexander Madison can do. You got better at wide receiver, no more Adam Thielen. It sucks that he's gone, but you get Jordan Addison in the draft. I think he's going to have a monster season. Justin Jefferson going to continue his great stuff. K.J. Osborne, wonderful. Your, your offensive line seems to be the best it's been in years. There's stability there. Assuming Brian O'Neill comes back or not. Uh, we have TJ Hawkins. The Vikings have TJ Hawkinson. So this offense is great. Defense is the question mark, but it can't get any worse than last year with Ionatel uh, having no D at all. Uh, I love the addition of Brian Flores. I absolutely think it's going to, it's a match made in heaven. They're going to give up a bunch of big plays, but they're also going to force a ton of turnovers. They're going to wreak havoc. You're not going to know where these blitzes are coming from. So with as much talent as they've lost on the defensive side, like Eric Kendricks and, um, but they lost one of their defensive tackles or, or whatever. Um, and they lost Anthony Barr a couple years ago. Uh, Cameron Dantzler, Patrick Peterson, that's a significant loss. Uh, so the secondary is unproven, and that's the big question mark on defense. But I think Brian Flores is going to surprise a lot of people with what he does. And I think this defense is ultimately going to be better for it. Because like I said, last year, can't be any worse. And... Everyone's on Detroit, so Minnesota's kind of sneaking in there, kind of under the radar. Detroit's got a lot of gambling issues and whatnot. I mean, Jamison Williams is going to miss the first six weeks. Uh, you got Laporta. I, I, I hear great things about Jameer Gibbs, their rookie running back. I need to kind of see it a little bit more. I need to see, like, can Jared Goff repeat this? How is the defense going to be? Detroit's good. I just... I'm going to hedge my bets with the Vikings here. And I need to. I need Jordan Love to prove it in Green Bay. Sure, he might be great, but who's he got to throw to? Christian Watson? Romeo Dobbs? Like, got two good tight ends, two rookie tight ends, though. So, ah, Jordan Love, prove it to me. And I think Justin Fields and the Bears are going to be a lot better this year. You get DJ Moore. You get, like, the Bears infused a lot of talent into that team. But that was a very bad roster. So by infusing all that talent, you're still probably a 6-7 win team, maybe. Yeah, you're always cautious about Detroit. Because, like, really, are they going to be actually good? Mm-hmm. They, made the, they made the playoffs here a few times years ago. But they got off to a rough start, finished great. Vikings... In a lot of ways, the Vikings had one of the most exciting regular seasons that a team has ever had. Yes. And I couldn't have given less of a shit about it, so that's bad. Mm-hmm. You couldn't have had more comebacks. You couldn't have had more crazy finishes. 
I, I just don't have this team in the playoffs. I don't have them finishing 500. I've got Detroit winning the division with nine wins. Okay. I You know what? And that's fair because I think the I think the Vikings there the range in wins I think eleven and six is probably their ceiling no twelve and five is their ceiling this year just in part given the the schedule you have uh, you know Philadelphia Kansas City San Francisco Cincinnati um, a trip to Denver you know D- Detroit twice so I think their their range is seven and ten I think that's the worst they would finish is seven and ten. Best, I think, is 12-5. and five. I think there's a four or five uh, game gap in there. I just need Detroit to prove it. And if I'm looking at the offense, it, this is year two. Remember, like continuity is huge. And Kirk Cousins has never had the same offensive coordinator back-to-back years. He gets that this year with Kevin O'Connell, all intents and purposes. And again, I, I'm just excited. I think Brian Flores is a great addition. They could give up a lot of points, but they're going to make some plays. It's not a, oh my gosh, it's prevent defense. Like we we think the Vikings are going to give up, you know, the game time drive. It's like okay, maybe it's a big play, but they are going to make life difficult for the opposing team. I hope so. You may as well be exciting and bad than boring and bad when it comes to defense. So mm-hmm. may as well try. You got to be Tampa Bay week one. You got Philadelphia week two. That's going to be just a burial. Yep. Thursday night, too. I mean, that that's the beautiful part in all this. It's a Thursday night. I'm going to have to maybe skip that one. Um, you know, Chargers, you got to beat them. But the Chargers are good, yeah. I'm sure there's games they're going to win that they shouldn't and games they shouldn't lose, but they do. Yep. So, like a game in Atlanta or something stupid like that. So. Yep. Um, stupid scheduling with Detroit through the last three weeks. That should never happen. So we won't see Detroit until Christmas. There is another team that has something similar to that. Let me find them here. Um, with the, like the same team twice in three. Oh, the Eagles have the Giants twice in three weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Is there another team in here? I don't. Yeah, Vikings don't have a. Uh, they're at Cincinnati December seventeenth. That's the only cold weather game they've got. They've got Green Bay at home. They've got Chicago at home late. Yep. So that is uh, good. They've got Denver November nineteenth. That shouldn't be too terrible. It could be snowy, but it could be sixty. You do, you never know in Denver. So weather wise, should be a good year for that. Yep. Uh, not like Cincinnati in the middle of December is all that cold. I mean, it could be 30 or 40 there. I mean, it's... We've got uh, San Francisco on a Monday night. Yep. That might be bad. Yep. Uh, you've got the uh, prerequisite or pre-required Bears Monday night game. That ESPN, that's the first week that ESPN can flex Monday night games. So that... Let me that out. Might, then you have Denver the week before on Sunday night, and that's probably a loss. Yep. Green Bay on Sunday night on New Year's Eve. We'll see if that holds true. Cincinnati is a terrible a... one, though. You've got well, Jets-Buffalo is the best game. Yes. And then there's not a good game after that. No. The best you've game got... is in the noon slot, and that's San Francisco at Pittsburgh. And you've got the two most... 
the two dumbest games of the year always Bears, Packers, Giants, Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Always on. Nobody gives a shit. Because why would you most of the time, at least one or not both those teams suck? So I don't know why they can, I guess, because they're big markets, history, big teams. But the Vikings, I, I, I just don't know what. What would ever get me interested again? I, I just I think my time has come and gone. Justin Jefferson doesn't excite you? Yeah, he's exciting. I want to see him win, and they and they they won a lot last year, but it was fluky. And of course, they would lose in the playoffs to the Giants. Yeah. In the manner that they would lose, it would like, oh yeah, they're going to have more comebacks than anybody's ever had. And then in the playoffs, they're going to not come back. Yep. With a shot too. So of course that's what what it's gonna be. And so. it would not shock me if they don't make the playoffs because of what's going on on the defensive side and how good Detroit could be. And and the schedule. I think it's it's mainly the schedule and and the defense. But I I, I don't know. It's just to me that this offense is so good that are they though? Yes. They would go and they'd score on the first drive, and then they wouldn't do anything for the next two and a half hours. I think it changes this year in year two. You give Kevin O'Connell a, a full, uh, he gave him that first year. The second year is going to be better. Do better then. Do better in the second quarter. Do yes. better in the third quarter. Yes. Put a team away. They've never done that yet. They've never put a team away. Agreed. The Bears in Week 18 don't count. Yep, agreed. They did not. They have not won a single game against the team yet. I was like, all right, they beat them. They beat them by 14, 17, 21. Mm-hmm. Can't, can't do it, couldn't do it, didn't do it. I I don't see them beating Tampa Bay by more than a touchdown. Who, who are they going to beat this year by more than 10 points? By more than 7 points? Uh... New Orleans or Atlanta? Maybe both. I I don't know when they win a game by double digits. When when does that happen? So quarterback never gets hurt. That's good. Jefferson's great. Jordan Addison should he should have an easy time of it. He's got a great tight end. He's got a great receiver. Should be open quite quite often. Mm-hmm. Um. Really, they don't really seem to give a crap about running the ball, so they, they, you know. But they do say that that's more of an emphasis this year. That's what they say. Running the ball more. Okay, well, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Uh, so you. Yeah, like if this defense is average, if this defense is average, they could be the second best, third best team in the conference. Oh, for sure, for sure. So, well, let me know how the defense goes because I don't have. I don't have real high hopes for the defense. So, uh, so you have Detroit winning. Do you have the Vikings at two then, or oh, Vikings at two, Green Bay at three, uh, Chicago at four. I do have the the Vikings at eleven and six, uh, the Lions at ten and seven, the. Packers at where are you, Green Bay? Six and eleven, and the Bears at five and twelve. 
I, I just need I need Green Bay to prove it to me with Jordan Love. I need Chicago to prove it with with Justin Phil. I think Chicago improves, but I still give the nod uh, to Minnesota and Detroit there. Uh, let's go to the NFC South, and this is to me it all boils down to who's your best quarterback, and it's Derek Carr by a mile. I'm curious to see what Baker Mayfield will do in Tampa. He's got good wide receivers and Mike Evans and. Uh, Chris Godwin, but that team was so bad last year with Tom Brady that they barely made the playoffs and they got destroyed by Dallas. So I I don't know what Baker Mayfield's going to bring to that team that uh, that that Tom Brady didn't last year. But I do I do hope for you know Baker getting kind of a redemption because I think he got the, a raw deal in Cleveland. So. I do hope he has success, but just not week one against Minnesota. Uh, Carolina, Bryce Young. I mean, remember, it's not like Carolina was the worst team in the NFL last year. They traded up from nine to one to draft Bryce Young. But in doing so, they had to part with DJ Moore, their best wide receiver. And I don't like... Adam Thielen's fine, but he's towards the end of his career. Uh, who they get Hayden Hurst at tight end, perhaps that's fine. Um, I just, I don't think that it, like the Miles Sanders at running back, I don't, it just doesn't do a lot for me. So, yes, I think they, ha- they have their quarterback of the future in Bryce Young, and I think the future is bright for Carolina. But I need him to have, I need you to surround him with more weapons. Frank Reich is a great offensive coordinator, a great offensive-minded head coach. I just don't like the weapons that Carolina has. So, Carolina to me, not factoring in this. I need to, I need to prove, this is a prove it year for me for Desmond Ritter. Need to see if you are truly the quarterback of the future for the Falcons. Drake London's a great wide receiver. Kyle Pitts, if you, if Arthur Smith chooses to use him, would be great. B. John Robinson, great, uh, potentially. Uh, they, you know, Tyler Algier at running back, Cordero Patterson. Lots of weapons there in Atlanta. I don't know if it's Desmond Ritter, that guy that can take him over the top. The defense should be better. So ultimately, it goes back to me, to New Orleans. You bring in Derek Carr. Very good, core, uh, pretty good quarterback. The average in the AFC instantly vaults to top five in the NFC. You have Chris Olave. If Michael Thomas is healthy, that's great. Alvin Kamara is getting, uh, suspended for at least three games. So we'll see what happens there. Um... I think he's suspended anyway. Pretty sure he is. The defense is is good. They did trade Will Lutz to Denver, so we'll see if kicking woes factor in there. But ultimately, who's the best quarterback in the NFC South? You go with them. Don't overthink it. That's why I pick New Orleans to win the South. As do I. How many wins do you have for the Saints? Ten. Take me through their schedule. Home to Tennessee. Give, give me, that's a win, right? A win? Yes. A win? Yep. At Carolina's a win? I have that a loss. That's Carolina's home opener. I think Bryce Young gets the better of it. That's a win. Yep. At Green Bay. I have, that's Green Bay's home opener, so I'm giving Green Bay the win there. I give New Orleans the loss. Would I be surprised? No, I wouldn't. Tampa Bay, New England, Houston. Win, win, win. I have win-loss win. I have New England beating the Saints. Right. Jacksonville. Win. 
Thursday night. I've given the Saints a bit of an upset here. The Jacksonville, uh, they beat Jacksonville. This schedule is not hard. No, it is not because the NFC South is terrible and the AFC South is not good either. There is an outside shot that the only playoff team they will play is Jacksonville. Yes. And maybe Detroit, Minnesota. Yes. There's a chance they may play two games against the playoff team. Mm hmm. This schedule is not tough. So, you are doing with New Orleans what I did or what I am potentially seeing with Jacksonville in the AFC. Yeah. Yes, they've got a bad division. They need to sweep the division. They play the AFC South, which is terrible. Mm-hmm. They, play the, uh, they play the North, which is not good. So, they play in and play against the three worst divisions in football. Mm-hmm. Derek Carr, you're in a dome. You got some weapons. This is your year to, to prove something. So, yeah, I like the Saints to probably win 12 years. Okay. All right. Uh, who's Who do you have finishing second, third, and fourth, or do, do you not have that? I've got uh, Atlanta 2, Tampa 3, Panthers 4. Okay. I have uh, New Orleans. So, we both have New Orleans winning. I have them at 10 and 7. Certainly could be more. I'm not saying that because I agree with you on your point um, that their schedule sets them up for a lot of winnable games. I have uh, Atlanta at 7-10 again, as they were last year. I think it could be more, but I need Desmond Ritter to prove it. I think Atlanta's offensive weapons are very good. Uh, But I need Desmond Ritter to prove it. I have... Carolina and Tampa Bay each at five and twelve. So Carolina takes a step back, two steps. They they were seven and ten last year. I have them finishing five and twelve this year, part because of the rookie quarterback. Again, you you lose DJ Moore. You don't have Christian McCaffrey. I don't like what they brought in to help support Bryce Young. So I think you 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 have a bad year, and then I think Carolina's kind of that bounce back team in two years. It's Carolina-Atlanta, I think, dueling it out, is assuming Desmond Ritter is good. I think this is kind of a, uh, a last hope scenario for New Orleans. I think Tampa's going to be bad for a while. So I like Carolina to make that jump next year, not this year. Fall back a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, I we have, the I think, the same order then, New Orleans, Atlanta, Tampa, and Carolina. The Panthers have lost 50 games in a row when they trail in the fourth quarter. Wow, that, uh, that doesn't bode well for them. No. So if they're losing in the fourth quarter, they're going to lose until they don't. So. They have a stretch. Four out of five games on the road. That is gross. That should not happen to anybody. No, it should not. Shouldn't play more than two games away from Clips. Every once in a while, three is fine, but uh, give, them, give them home games on, on either side. Um, cool. The West. We know what... San Francisco is, um, you know, we'll see what Brock Purdy can do. You know, now that Kyle Shanahan's had a offseason to tailor the offense specifically to Brock Purdy, was last year a fluke, or is Brock Purdy going to prove that he belongs in the NFL as one of the, 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 the better quarterbacks? You have great running back in Christian McCaffrey, but can McCaffrey stay healthy? You have, you know, George Kittle, fantastic tight end. Debo Samuel, can he stay healthy? And that defense, wow. I mean, they lost some pieces, 
And they lose their defensive coordinator, D'Amico Ryans, to Houston. But they bring in this, what, uh, Hargrave, the defensive tackle from Philadelphia. I mean, do you think about that front that that teams are going to have to go against Philadelphia, uh, against San Francisco? I mean, between Bosa and Hargrave alone, good Lord. Like, good night. That is that is a rough uh, defensive line to have to go against. Uh, that Tafunga, the safety, is fantastic. I, th- I mean, he is essentially like Troy Polamalu 2.0 with how he flies around the field and everything. I really like him. Um, I'm curious. I, 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 who, oh, man. Uh, Steve Wilkes, I believe, is the uh, is the defensive coordinator now. So they didn't go in-house. They got someone outside. But when you have the players that you do, that, that, that they do on the defensive side, it's San Francisco to me by a mile. Um, I think they're going to be really good this year. I think they are out for revenge this year as well. I think that uh, they're so ticked at what happened in Philly last year that they think they were the better team. And what happened with the quarterback situation there, they're out to show teams this year that, no, we're for real. Brock Purdy is the real deal. I like them. I think Seattle's offense is going to be really good this year, but it's kind of like, you know, Jared Goff was great last year. Geno Smith was great last year with Seattle. I want Geno Smith to prove it again. I think he can. I think he will. I, I You know, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Tyler Lockett, E.K. Metcalf. Seattle's offense is going to be good. They have uh, young defense that should be good as well. So I like Seattle. I don't like the Rams. I think they're going to be a distant third. And I'm picking the Cardinals to win one game, and even that was a stretch for me. I think the Cardinals are as much of a, of a shot to to be a winless team this year that we've ever seen. They are not even trying to win, and the NFL should come down harshly on them, but they won't. I have the Cardinals with one win, and I even struggle with that. They could win maybe two games if Seattle has nothing to play for that final week of the season. It's Seattle at Arizona. Or that could be their first win. I don't know, but Arizona, the worst team by far in the NFL, by a country mile. Cardinals over under is three and a half, so they may be like uh, Colorado. Under, 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 under. Under three and a half, you say? I, I have that one, and I don't even feel great about giving them one win. <laughs> I've liked San Francisco for a while. They've been very good for a while. How many, how many straight NFC championship games have they? Three, four. Mm-hmm. They've been close. They've been close. Yeah. So often. They went three in a row. They, two in a row. They lose to the Eagles last year in a horrendous game. They lose to the Rams, let it slip away late. Then they uh, beat the Packers there a couple years ago to get to the Super Bowl. So they've made it three out of four years. Yeah, they should win this division quite easily. You know, we got Sam Darnold as a backup in case things go belly up. He's, you know, not a bad backup to have. No. Nope. You know, he has not played well in his career, but it's, unless you're Trey Lance, it's hard not to be good with San Francisco. Mm-hmm. They give him a chance. Well, they did give him a chance. What, did he play a game, game and a half, and he sucked? Well, he got injured. He he got injured. Oh, and when he wasn't injured, he still sucked. Yeah, I, I like Brock Purdy. I enjoy everybody coming up with Randy. What he's never lost to start yet. 
Yeah. I, I, I like people coming, oh, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Well, no, he's fine. He can be the seventh round pick and you'd be an undrafted guy. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Better, than, better than the guy you picked number two a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that happens. It's called a mistake. And sometimes people are stupid. So, yeah, defense is good. They sign what Bosa to the biggest contract there's ever been. Yep. So, you know, defense should be excellent in easy division. San Francisco. I like San Francisco. I like their style of play. Mm-hmm. I like them to win the division with 12, 12 wins. I like uh, Seattle to get a wild card. All and right. that's about. It. All right, Rams. I like the Cooper. Like the Rams could be somewhat decent. I mean, they still have the best defensive player in the game in Aaron Donald, but Matthew Stafford's old, and Cooper Cup is seen a body specialist in Minnesota. I mean, like that hamstring could come back to. Yeah, no Rams. No, thank you. No. I mean, they they went all in. They won the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's what so, they wanted. That's what they, they don't care at the moment. But yeah, they're. They do have a first-round pick next year, so I don't know what the hell they're going to do there. But uh, they should probably pick the quarterback because they went all in, and this isn't a very good roster. Christian Roseboom, South Dakota State boy, is on the team, so that's good. No, they're prim. They're prim. I think he's still anyway. Let me check. I'm pretty sure he is, though. I didn't see him in the cuts. Uh, let's see. Uh, but let's go NFC seedings. Uh, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I'll go first. Okay. How about the Cowboys? Number one seed. Oh, my God. That Jerry Jones is going to be unsufferable. San Francisco, the two. New Orleans, the three. Detroit, the four. You got the Eagles as a stout five seed. I've got Washington as the six, and the Seahawks as the seven. The Vikings and Giants, the two frauds of last year, not making it this year. Okay. All right. I have the 49ers as the one seed. I have Philly, the two. I have the Vikings, the three. The Saints, the four. Seattle, five. Detroit, six. And I struggled with seven. I just don't know how I can keep them out. I don't like keeping the Giants out, but I feel worse not keeping, or I would feel worse keeping the Cowboys out. So I have the Cowboys eking, uh, squeezing out the Giants. Uh, I have actually, I have Seattle, Detroit, the Giants, and the Cowboys all with identical 10 and 7 records. Three make the playoffs as wild cards, one does not. That would be the I like that the teams that I have as the one seed you have not making it and barely make it. Yes. Yes. That's good. But, you know, we ha- and I mean, on the NFC side, we have just one team different. You have Washington in, and I have Minnesota. That's. Exactly. Yeah. It, 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 seeding wise, it's a little different. But, um, yeah. And uh, so, who do you have that? How do you have the NFC playoffs shaken out? Let's see here. I have San Francisco beating New Orleans in the divisional round. Okay. I have the Cowboys beating the Eagles in the divisional round. Ooh, okay. And I have uh, Dallas beating San Francisco to go to the Super Bowl. Dallas Cowboys to go to the Super Bowl. Wow. We haven't seen that since our childhood. 
we were what seven, eight years old. Yeah, seven years old. So you eight have years. Dallas versus Baltimore for your Super Bowl. Wow, wow, I like that. That is a that, That's is, what I got. that is a pick. I have the I have uh, Dallas playing Philly in the wild card round. Philly winning. I have Minnesota against Detroit. I have Minnesota winning. I have Seattle going to New Orleans and beating the Saints. I have Seattle losing to San Francisco. I have Minnesota losing to Philly. I have Philly at San Francisco for the NFC Championship game. Same teams as last year. I have all the same four teams that were in the Conference Championship games this year as last year. That's likely not going to happen. But I'm trying it again. Uh, different venue, though, this time between Philadelphia and San Francisco. And San Francisco is out for revenge. I have San Francisco beating Philadelphia. And that sets up for me a Kansas City versus San Francisco Super Bowl. And I've seen that before. You, you have. But you're going to see a different result this time. San no Francisco more. is going to beat Kansas City and win the Super Bowl. That would be with me. I hate saying that because I love Patrick Mahomes. I like the Chiefs a lot. My father-in-law is a big Chiefs fan. I'm going to San Francisco, though, because I... Yeah, San Francisco is out for revenge. They always seem to fall short somehow, but... I hope uh, you love the coach. So, yeah, Brock Purdy, I hope he does well. More than anything else this year, I hope he has just a great, great year. I like uh, like Baltimore to beat Dallas. Okay, very good. The Baltimore Ravens. You're super Seven, of course, but who do uh, you have for MVP? Jim Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson have been together now for six years. John, I think John Harbaugh, right? John Harbaugh. Yep. And uh, no coach player combination has ever won after their fifth year together. If you haven't won in the first five years, you're not going to win. So this would break that trend. You know, Lamar Jackson's won an MVP. He'd be the one seed. You know, Jalen Hurts won it last year. Patrick Mahomes. Still win, I'm sure he'll win a couple more. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers to win, what, a fifth? How many has he won? Aaron Rodgers, one more for the row. Okay. Very good. I thought you were going with Lamar Jackson there. I really yeah. did. Um, I like it. You know what? I'm going to go Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts uh, has a monster year, and I think Jalen Hurts will win the 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 MVP. I was going to pick Aaron Rodgers as well, but just to be different, uh, I'll go with Jalen Hurts for me. Uh, do you have Coach of the Year, Rookie of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year, any of, any of that sort? Of... Coach give... of the Year. Turn up to Mike McCarthy, the dumb shit. Okay. I will give it to Doug Peterson. Okay. Almost gave it to Dan Campbell, but um, no, we'll go. We'll we'll go Doug Peterson for me. Uh, offensive Rookie of the Year. I'm going to give it to Bijan Robinson. Uh, Jordan yeah. Addison finishing second. I'll go with that. Defensive Rookie of the Year. I. I couldn't tell you. Give, give me Will Anderson. The give me the, uh, the big Georgia bastard that plays for the Eagles. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Very good. That, 
That should do it then. That's our big NFL preview. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. We'll have lots of NFL coverage. We'll have lots of college football coverage throughout the year, as we always do. Of course, we got the last month of baseball here, so that's fantastic. Any other thoughts about the NFL or anything else in general that we need to get to before we say so long? There were a lot of comebacks last year, more than any other year. So we'll see if that continues. Mm -hmm. AFC looks tough. Uh, NFC looks like it's San Francisco, Philadelphia, maybe the Cowboys, and that's about it. Mm -hmm. The Lions look real. See what the Vikings do, see what the Jets do, see if Jacksonville's for real. So a lot of teams mirroring each other in each conference so we'll see how much i pay attention all right well hope you do uh hope you have a good week uh, good luck against pier on on friday hopefully you have some things to to cheer about um enjoy the full weather my friend and we will talk to you next week thank you very much as always mr Krins. travis Krins joining me here sports block podcast appreciate his time as always great stuff there um yeah just excellent stuff. So he has Dallas versus Baltimore in the Super Bowl. I have Kansas City versus San Francisco. He went on a limb. I probably should have done that, but going with tried and true. I'm going with tried and true. Uh, but I do I have San Francisco win it. I think it's just a revenge tour for him. So uh, everything can be found. Uh, the, the official picks, predictions, everything can be found in the stack, stackattack.sportsblog.com. With our NFL season preview, that'll be on Thursday, September 7th, ahead of opening kickoff. Uh, you can find this podcast available on podcast.com and on iTunes. Just search Sports Block. Follow me on Twitter at Andy Stackin. Uh, that's X, I guess. At Andy Stackin. Travis on X at Travis Grins. Facebook, Nathan Stackin. A link to the podcast posted in the middle to later part of each week. Charlie will be back on next week with plenty of college football thoughts. We'll have week one reaction to the NFL. Thoughts on college football, thoughts on baseball, and see what else uh, we have in store. Maybe some U.S. Open tennis talk as well. So for all of us here at the Sports Block Podcast, for Travis, I'm Nathan. Thanks so much for listening to our NFL Season Preview Podcast, and we will talk to you next week on another edition of the Sports Block Podcast. Football is back. We are happy. Enjoy the weekend of college football and week one of the NFL Season. We'll talk to you next week on another edition of the Sports Block Podcast.